U.S. Treasuries and gold gain, but crude oil and U.S. dollar lose ground on a set of various reasons, including geopolitical tensions, the Federal Reserve expectations, and economic data. So due today, the all-important U.S. inflation reports will or will not give reason to the rising voices from the Federal Reserve's dovish camp. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So flight to safety continued yesterday as Middle East tensions rose by another notch after Iran backed Hezbollah said that it actually fired missiles to an Israeli military post near the Lebanese border. Israel, on the other hand, made clear for everyone to understand that they will wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. So the rising tensions continue. The U.S. Treasury's gold and the safe haven Swiss franc gained yesterday. Gold actually extended gains to almost $18.80 per ounce this morning as the U.S. 10-year yield fell to 4.55% mark. The dollar franc fell below its 200-day moving average, and the pair is preparing to flirt with the 90 cents level as the dollar index lost ground for the sixth straight session of trading. Crude oil, however, fell more than 3% at yesterday's trading session as API reported a huge, a more than 12 million barrel build in the U.S. crude inventories last week. The latter came as a relief to all of those who were were worried about supply disruptions in the oil markets due to these rising Middle East tensions. Now, the easing U.S. yields and the U.S. dollar's depreciation are, of course, partly due to the mounting tensions in the Middle East today. But they are also due to a recent softening in Fed speakers' policy approach. We spent this week actually hearing that the Fed may have done hiking the interest rates and that the recent surge that we saw in the U.S., especially long-term yields, should give some room to the Federal Reserve to just sit down and breathe and evaluate. So released yesterday, the minutes from the latest FOMC meeting also suggested a less hawkish tone, a less hawkish stance from the U.S. Policymakers at the latest monetary policy meeting. The Fed members actually did agree last month that the interest rates in the US should remain high for long. We all know that. But they also noted that the risks of over tightening the policy had to be balanced against bringing inflation toward the 2% monetary policy target. So this part of the Fed minutes was very important. The Fed members want to see inflation come lower. Because obviously, despite a recent fall in the U.S. consumer prices, core inflation remains quite high still. It's above the 4% level for the core inflation, which is double the Federal Reserve's 2% policy goal. And headline inflation is also at 3.6% level and may take higher. Uh, we could see a quick U-turn actually in the coming months as oil prices continue to rise. So the Fed is not at the destination yet in terms of inflation. And revealed yesterday, the producer price inflation in the U.S. came in 
higher than expected. The headline PPI jumped from 2% to 2.2%, whereas the market expectation was a fall to 1.6% in September. This uptake was clearly due to rising energy prices in summer and also the strongest rise in food prices in nearly one year. Coal PPI, on the other hand, rose from 2.5% to 2.7%, leaving the expectation of a fall to 2.3% well behind it and that's obviously bad news so due today the US CPI data could or could not show a further fall in headline and core inflation in the US obviously a higher than expected set of inflation data from the US today could also scale back a part of the recent dovishness regarding the Fed and the Fed expectations and reverse a part of the recent gains that we saw in US treasuries but even then well, there is this fact that the interest rates are now sensibly higher than a year and a half ago when the Fed actually started hiking them from near zero level and it does take time for the interest rate hikes to get digested from the market and from people and take effect and this is where you have a risk of over tightening for the Fed instead of just waiting to see well the impact of the higher interest rates on the economy and on now, people's uh, spending habits and loans, for example. And the fact that the Fed members do recognize this risk of over-tightening is a dovish shift in the policy stance per se, as it means that either the Fed members will slow down the hiking of the interest rates or they will just stop altogether. Now, note that the probability of a no-rate hike in November meeting from the Fed jumped about 90% level after the Fed minutes were released, whereas this probability stood at around the 70% level at the beginning of this week, and that despite the inflation report, a higher than expected inflation data released yesterday for the producer prices, while the US Fed funds futures priced a more than 70% chance for a no-rate hike in December as well, whereas we were close to a 50-50 chance a few days ago. So all this to say that the retreat that we see in US treasuries and the US dollar today is not not purely driven by, yes, obviously, a swift move to the safe haven assets, but it is also driven by the softening Federal Reserve expectations. Well, they could go hand in hand, but the Fed expectations play a big role. So this is certainly why we also see the S&P 500 extend gains for the fourth consecutive session. The S&P 500 actually gained every day since tensions in the Middle East started. So if the yields were down only by the fact that the Middle East tensions were rising and we have now war going on between Israel and Hamas, well, risk assets like equities would have been left behind. But this is not the case. Investors buy stocks and then they buy bonds and they also buy some gold and Swiss franc to hedge it off. Plus, it is said that the upcoming earnings season in the U.S. will be a blast for the U.S. equities and that the S&P 500 companies will easily, but they will easily beat the earnings expectations last quarter. Now, we know that these earnings expectations are there. They are made to be beaten so that the market could feel 
better, but this time some, including Bank of America analysts, actually expect to see a sizable beat for the earnings, which combined with the softening Federal Reserve expectations and the softening Federal Reserve stance these days could play in favor of equities. Now, this being said, the U.S. big banks that will begin the dance this Friday are expected to write off more bad loans than they did during the difficult pandemic times. Why? Because well, their customers now struggle to keep up with the rising cost of living and the higher interest rates, which will probably last, and a potential slowdown that we might see in economic activity as a result of it. But the energy companies certainly had a good, good quarter last quarter looking at the oil prices, and things could actually start looking better for the chip stocks as well. I mean, I say better and not necessarily good for the sector because Korean Samsung, for example, reported a smaller slide in its quarterly profit last quarter, but it still reported a 78% decline in operating income still. That was better than expected, but that wasn't good per se. And Taiwanese exports unexpectedly grew in September for the very first time since August 2022. That's good news, but hey, they grew about 3%, whereas they used to grow near 30 to 40% during the pandemic month. So yes, strong demand for AI is being obviously reflected in improved fundamentals for chip maker companies and the chip exporting nations. But, but we have to recognize that we are still very, very far from the pandemic euphoria. And speaking of no euphoria, well, Birkenstock shares went straight to the bottom after the company went public in the US at yesterday's trading session. So the shares dived 13% in the first day of trading, and that actually marked, according to Bloomberg, the worst first day in over two years for a company worth more than a billion US dollars, well, listed in the US. Ooh. That's bad for baking stocks. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardeshke, and thank you for joining me, and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive and insightful comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X, and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading